0: And welcome to You Would Love to See It, the podcast where we watch TV shows and movies and tell you all about them. I'm Merit Kay, and I'm joined, as always, by Danielle Riendo. Uh,
1: honorary Danielle Adams today.
0: Yeah. And uh, L.B. Hunk Tears. L.B. Hunk Tears Adams, that's LB right. L.B. Hunk Tears Adams. <laughs> and uh, we are talking about a movie that is at once creepy and kooky Mysterious and spooky. Altogether an ooky kind of experience, I would say. Uh, We're talking about the one, the only, Addams Family Values, a 1993 satirical black comedy film directed by Barry Sonnenfeld and written by Paul Rudnick. And it is the sequel to the 1991 film, The Addams Family. And uh, whereas the 1991 film is kind of truer to the 60s sitcom. I don't know if Mm. any of you have seen the 60s sitcom. It's very good. Yeah, Uh, it's pretty great. Very different, very different. It's much more kind of an all-American, leave-it-to-beaver style sort of family, except they're still the Adams Family, um, but less of a sort of like European old world kind of vibe to them. (laughs) Uh, The first movie, huge closer to that, and this movie is sort of a darker comedy. Uh, and it it was better received by critics, um, huh. but did not uh, do terribly well at the box office, uh, earning forty eight point nine million against its budget of forty seven million.
1: I mm. wonder, did this come up against something super? Like, was this up against Jurassic Park or something? It may have been. It
0: may have Cause I been. I think this was
1: summer. This was uh, the
0: holiday season, nineteen ninety three.
1: Oh, never mind.
0: Uh, it, it would huh. not have been against like a-
1: Park then. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, um, the last
1: time I saw this before this week was holiday season 1993. What? I remember being nine years old, going to this movie because I loved the first one. My whole family loved the first one. And my parents definitely thought this was too raunchy for me and my sister, who was seven. At
0: oh, the time. okay. Here's sort of a. a- a list of movies that came out in '93 that are uh, that were probably a fairly big deal. Um, the Three Musketeers came out in '93. Uh, uh, Schindler's List too. Schindler's List, Carlito's yeah. Way, and I think if there was a movie that destroyed this movie in terms of the the comedy uh, mm. uh, sales, it would have had to be Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh my oh, God! Yeah, down yeah. down which came out, which came out a week later, and absolutely oh, yeah. crushed Adam's Family Values with a budget Damn. of twenty-five million and earning oh. four hundred and forty-one point three million dollars.
1: Oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so um, which sucks a little because this movie is good, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, to, Mrs. Doubtfire sure, yeah. is
0: also <clears throat> a, a fine movie in its own right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't have the things that Adam's Family Values has. It, right. Adam's Family Values like does what <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire don't.
1: Uh, I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Uh, it's got thing, it's got it, it's got babies that fly and do tricks with cannonballs mm-hmm. and spit fire. Like, where does that happen in Mrs. Doubtfire, right?
0: Nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. that's where. They're nowhere. both about right. nannies, though. They're both about nannies. oh That's true. De- it's deci- 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 about lying nannies. nannies. Lying nannies, <laughs> nannies. yes. <laughs> i the the central plot of this film revolves around uh the fact that gomez and morticia have had a a baby named Uh, (laughs) pubert fantastic name and i gotta say when i watched this movie again something that really struck me was the pacing of it like how fast it just gets to things it's just like yeah oh, they're having a baby now Oh, they're doing this now and like that's kind of refreshing because i feel like movies now are really like you just have to follow the character around and like they do the thing and then they do this thing and they do this thing whereas this is like no we're just cutting we're just cutting like oh yep. how, how long has passed like weeks days we don't know just go 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 <laughs> kids don't have an attention span we only have 94 minutes go go go
1: <laughs> I, yeah i kind of love that about this it's like a very cartoonish manic energy that kind of yeah. sits with the
0: whole thing. <laughs> right, right. And um so the thing that I <laughs> that I noticed about Pubert is like, first of all, they named their child Pubert, which is very funny. Um, but the scene when Gomez like bursts out of the uh the hospital room and they're like, Is it a boy? Is it a girl? And he's just like, It's an Adams,
1: <laughs> I'm like,
0: uh, I thought that was really funny. Um, it's really
1: good, and that and- scene also has a child who's like, and the stork brought mommy and daddy the egg <laughs> that, like this stupid bullshit like uh-huh. thing that people explaining tell children it to about Wednesday babies. and Pugsley yeah and Wednesday does, who by the way is the star of this movie in my in oh. my mind Wednesday is the star listen there uh, are
0: a lot of stars in this there movie are, there are. the sky there are. is bright with the stars in this movie and we're gonna get into <laughs> it. obviously there's the bigger names but there's a lot of like stars who would go on to like TV roles who are like really great in this movie too but uh,
2: this movie was cast by the gayest person of 19
1: honestly yes truly
2: truly right the person who said like I you know who's going to be a great police officer
0: Nathan Nathan Lane Lane. (laughs) he's the most credible cop that we can find (laughs) that was in the room today that we were shooting the movie (laughs) in. Um, that happened to be him. having <laughs> drinks with us today? Oh, <laughs> Nathan, what? You need someone to play a cop? Well, I <laughs> guess I can do it. Um, <laughs> I love it. Wow, Nathan Lee is uh, here with us.
2: can't. <laughs> I can't believe it.
0: See, I, I also, um, speaking of weird roles for uh, Nathan Lee, and I saw him as Ed Koch in um, uh, Angels in America. Oh, shit. Uh, when it was... Uh, back here a few years ago so that's he's awesome. he's sort of, you know, the the homophobic villain of that play and that was Nathan right. Lane and uh, he did a great job That's kind Roy of Roy Cohn. Awesome. I don't know what I said. I said I said Ed I said Ed C- Coke. Ed Coke. Roy what Cohn. I was like <laughs> same.
2: It's, <laughs> it's fine. I'm like I haven't seen that in a while. Maybe <laughs> that's <right." laughs> But yeah, I mean maybe he like did, you know, this was like the beginning Of the research for that cop, that's it. In Adam's family values, Um, I do love the the like hospital scene though. This the like introduction of Wednesday and Pugsley versus normal children. That plot is
1: great. Yeah.
2: Um, where yeah, where Wednesday just says, "Oh, your parents did all this stupid bullshit with angels. Our parents had sex."
1: And it like cuts on that. It like breathes on that and then cuts on that. It's so good. And I'm pretty sure that's like, when my parents, like in real life, were like, "Oh shit, <laughs> like, Uh-oh.
0: Fuck. what if we got into?" <laughs> <laughs> fuck.
1: <laughs> but,
2: yeah. um, there's something about this that, like, about this movie that feels very true to the Adams family's roots as, like, a one-panel comic, mm. where you have these, like, just great. One-liners. Actually, it's more like a, there are a lot of jokes in it that are basically four-panel comics. Mm-hmm. Um, just turned into little scenes and movies. I I noticed this because this movie got really big on Tumblr huh. as just like four image photo sets of like dialogue. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um so a lot of like Wednesday and whoever plays what was her name on Buffy? Oh, um Harmony. Amanda Miller. Oh, oh, Ma- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, A lot of like the two of them bickering and camp and all like the bad camp stuff got turned into these like four panel (laughs) image sets on that did really, really well on Tumblr that made me remember what them like. I actually don't even know if I saw this movie as a kid. Did you? So you saw this when it came
0: out?
1: Yeah, in theaters.
0: In theaters with your parents. I don't remember if I saw it in a theater, but I did see it like when it was on VHS when I was a kid. Mm. Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: I am not sure if I saw this until I was like a teenager and like on TV or something. I didn't mm. see it as a kid though, and I don't, didn't see it in its entirety until I was in my twenties. Yeah, I know. I I was I can't a big it, Adam's Family like LV... kid.
0: Oh, yeah, I like was the show. Very, Uh just like the whole premise. I was just yeah. really into the Adams Family as a kid. I mean, I was also really into Nightmare Before Christmas, so that may tell you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I always loved the Addams Family, like, and I think my appreciation for the whole concept has only grown as I've uh, gotten older. Yeah, because absolutely, in yeah. pretty much every manifestation of them, they are the joke is always on the supposedly normal people, right? Like, yeah. they are like the the freaks and like the outcasts, and like yet they are they model like the. They're, like, the only good heterosexual, like, family. They really are! <laughs> yeah. Like, they, lo- it's, like, the joke is, like, oh, that he loves his wife and, like, uh, that, like, he loves his kids. And uh, it's just, like.
1: And then he's uh, really happy. They're just, <laughs> like, they're really blessed.
0: happy and well-adjusted. <laughs> and, like, none of the people who, like, ever come into the house are, like, actually in danger. It's just always, like. Impl- like it's always like uh, they see like an axe on the wall or something and they're like oh my god or like a spider and it's just <laughs> like oh those are just Gomez's like prized tarantulas or whatever.
2: Um, <laughs> they're in danger of have it, of having a a wacky experience. A yeah,
0: and ooky uh, frightfully good moment. time. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. uh, I also want to point out before I forget that Nathan Lane actually did play Gomez uh, in the Broadway musical of the Adams Family. Oh my god. So it oh, was a Broadway a, musical
2: of the adams family?
0: Yes. Uh, it was in the that. early 2010s, I want to say. Wow. Uh, maybe actually 2010. Bibi Newworth was uh, Morticia.
1: Oh my God.
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Very sexy of her. Uh, yeah. I love her. So, how do we want to do this? Do we want to talk about the film? Do we want to talk with the cast? Uh, what do we...
1: It's hard because they're both such strong choices here. Let's like, just really start going so through meat. the plot and yeah. then talk about okay. the characters
0: <laughs> as they come up. So obviously yeah, you've Sounds got good. Gomez and Morticia, uh, Raul Julia and Angelica Houston reprising their roles from the first movie, uh, Christopher Iconic. Lloyd as Uncle Fester. We mentioned Christina Ricci as Wednesday Adams. You've got Jimmy Workman as uh, Pugsley Adams,
1: <laughs> Who actually talks in this one.
0: Oh, because he doesn't talk in the first one, right? He he I feel talk like in the he might one?
1: have a line or something, but he barely talks in the first one. And in this one, he definitely at least has several speaking and a singing role, uh, which is fun.
0: He does. He does. <laughs> he is uh, <laughs> yeah. the sister of Ariel Winter, who huh. is uh, Alex Dunphy on Modern Family. Or he is the oh brother God, okay. of uh, Ariel Winter. Sure. Um, sure. And uh, he doesn't do much acting anymore but
1: okay. So
0: we've got the family. I mean, how do you
2: do this, hmm? you know, I mean like this is such a defining role,
0: right? How do you go? You really want to on from your this. How do you follow? Uh, the only <laughs> major change in the core uh, cast is that Carol Kane is now playing grandmama Adams instead yes. of Judith Molina. Uh, Judith Molina is a really interesting character. If you don't know anything about her, I would recommend reading up on her because she was this big, like, uh, political theater person. She was married to Julian Beck and co-founded the Living Theater, which was this, like, radical theater troupe in New York City. Um, And uh, she was fucking wild. Like, she just, like... (laughs) um, Okay. So just... I know this is an aside, but... um, So in the 60s, the... IRS was like after the living theater and uh, she was convicted of contempt of court because (laughs) she went to court dressed as a character from the merchant of Venice and tried to use a (laughs) similar argument as the character in that play. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But I love this, but she was fucking awesome. Uh, Yeah. She was this like amazing figure. And um, you should definitely look her up. But we we have Carol Kane, the iconic Carol Kane as Grandmama yeah. Adams,
2: who I, lo- uh, I do love to see. Always. We love to yeah. see
0: a Carol Kane who uh <laughs> listeners may know from I don't know what the Princess Bride, uh, Kimmy Schmidt, Annie Hall, Taxi, so uh, many things, just so many things, so many great things. She's a uh, she is turning sixty nine next year,
1: oh so, my God, how nice of her!
0: That will be a very nice birthday for her. uh, so we've got the family, and we throw something new into the mix though <laughs> we've got uh we've got a new character on the horizon oh. who uh has um become aware that Uncle Fester is a very rich man, and um that's the thing with the Adams family is they're always like nebulously rich but like they don't really care about money. Like they live in this big house but like <laughs> they don't like throw their money around. Like it's never really clear where the money comes from. Like it's just nebulous old world money, I guess. Um right. I don't know if they ever mentioned why Faster is so rich, but
2: I've I my first question watching this um before all my notes just turned into me saying uh, the b- about the person you're about to uh-huh. st- talk yeah, about yep, is that person yep. over and over and over again is why are they so rich? Why are they <laughs> where so is rich? Money from what did they do? It can't be anything good, right? It
0: can't be anything good. I maybe
2: it's like neutral.
0: Maybe yeah, they invented I think some it's coffin shape. It's like some weird thing where, like, I'm pretty sure in the show and stuff like I think Gomez has like stocks and I think he just stumbles into like these like profitable adventures um <laughs> okay but but he's not like chasing it it's just like a weird sport for him it just happens uh, it just yeah. sort of happens <laughs> um but uh, here we go
1: yep yep uh
0: they are trying to hire a nanny to take care of pubert because Wednesday and Pugsley are trying to kill him <laughs> and uh I, I love do you Lenny want to say Santaside that
2: is the inciting incident of mm-hmm. the uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, I love that I
0: do want to is. point out that one of the uh, one of the nannies they interview is Cynthia Nixon
2: yes it is
1: uh, yes it
2: is, which is <laughs> the very first important. Nanny, the first hippie nanny
0: the first nanny also shows, like
2: a pretty cool nanny
1: yeah she is we, actually kind of cool yeah
0: <laughs> we also skipped over the fact that David Hyde Pierce is the delivery room doctor oh yeah <laughs> oh right <laughs> so many weird cameos in this movie <laughs> um but they go through all these nannies and we get to Debbie Jelinski, Debbie! played by Queen. Joan Cusack in a Queen. role that, in a career of wonderful roles, is just maybe the most attractive that anyone's ever been in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Morticia, Angelica Houston is, Morticia is, is incredible. But just like, I posted, um, like, a month or two ago, I was just thinking about this movie and just tweeted, like, oh, just thinking about John Cusack and Addison Lee values and just, like, posted some pictures <laughs> of her. And it, it became one of my most retweeted tweets ever. <laughs> which is just, like, not through any work on the part of my own, but just a testament to how fucking horny people are for this character. I know. Yeah. And rightfully so. I mean, she has this kind of, like, blonde bob going on She's got these dresses with this cleavage that is just fucking crazy. Um, She's playing this role of like... off the shoulder. Oh my God. Always off off the shoulder. shoulder Always off the shoulder. Like the shoulder (laughs) is a barren no man's land. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, It's it's a nature preserve. Um, (laughs) And uh, she's playing this role of like this really sweet nanny, but she is a serial killer who marries rich men and then murders her uh she's a black widow and uh she seduces uncle fester and uh the kids obviously well wednesday pugsley is not very smart but wednesday is a smart cookie (laughs) and she sort of can tell what's going on and so debbie concocts the scheme of i'm gonna send them to summer camp and uh get them out of the picture so they get sent to Camp Chippewa, which is the same name as a camp that I went to when I was a kid.
1: Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Was um, it like this? Uh.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> a little bit. All I remember is that I got heat rash and I wanted to go home. <laughs> Oh, no! <Okay. laughs> I was like, I hate this. I don't want to stay overnight in a tent. I want to go home. And oh. drink a soda and uh, read a comic book. Um, <laughs> this summer camp. Okay. Now we got even more. We got so many more characters to talk about, y'all.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Because we've got... The summer camp is run by the Grangers. Who are played by Peter McNichol and Christine Baransky Christine as Gransky. the most deranged... <laughs> White couple in the world. Like the most arranged yuppie. It's like they're like the pinnacle of in the 90s when like because yuppie was like the term in the 90s that got thrown around a lot. Like yeah. we don't really use that as much anymore today, but they are the embodiment of that trope. Um just putting in some real work here. Um
1: I forgot the only thing I've I I remembered most of this movie. Uh, Which is impressive, and I didn't expect to remember this much of this movie from many years ago. But the thing I forgot the most was the camp counselors and the fact that, especially um, Ms. Baranski, who would later be on The Good Wife and The Good Fight as, like, this really, like, firebrand liberal lawyer. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe not liberal in the in the newer show but very much like a white a rich white lady liberal like from the early 2000s lawyer iconic role and here she is in like way too high up the waist you know shorts and the little shirt and obsessed with the definitely gay husband and just absolutely astounding work like I have to say that the camp scenes, which we'll go into much further, actually disturbed me this time around. Like, they scared me more than when I was nine. I was genuinely disturbed by a lot of this.
0: God.
2: Yeah, this is definitely somebody working out their, like, rage. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Someone's horrible camp experience. Because, yeah, you don't write this having had a pleasant time reminiscing about summer camp. Yeah. Yeah. it's just, you know, Wednesday and Pugsley getting antagonized by all of these overly happy, like, smiling kids, and uh, chief among them is <gasps> Mercedes McNabb as Amanda Buckman, <laughs> who was also in the first movie as a Girl Scout. But oh, she Mercedes, was the
1: real Girl oh, Scout. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mercedes yeah. McNabb here, just, oh, just wonderful. Anticipating her role as Harmony Kendall on Buffy the <laughs> Vampire Slayer. Um, and it's funny because the the place th- so the sort of punishment that Wednesday and Pugsley get for like they're antagonizing everyone is being sent to something called the Harmony Hut <laughs> where they have to watch Disney movies <laughs> until they're <laughs> like until their brains rot and they're converted <laughs> into being happy
1: and they and there is this one shot of when they first go to this place with the horrors kind of, you know, unveiled mm-hmm. all the like horrible decorations and the worst part being a Michael Jackson poster which was for the time quite the zing and of course also incredibly uh, morbid to think about uh, in so many ways. Well And they're so also He was supposed
0: apparently? to have a song in the movie.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, that's, I guess, what this is
2: about. This is, like, a bitchy, like, oh. thing about that. Oh, yeah. my
1: God. Is it really? Yep. Okay, I thought something else <laughs> was going on here, but also, wow. Okay. I
0: well, mean, it's
2: also possible that that was going on? At the,
1: yeah. So I'm,
2: like, yeah, I know it was a combo.
0: The, the reason that the movie, that the song was removed was not, is rumored okay. to have been because of the allegations, but it was because sure. of contractual issues, so. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. But the song... the song has been leaked so if you really want to hear adam's groove family thing um (laughs) then uh you can do that uh instead there's a (laughs) another fucking wild uh track that's uh in this movie oh yeah get to that later on um yeah so oh we uh we didn't mention the other camper
2: joel oh joel joel Joel. I love him. David Crumholtz. David
0: Crumholtz. who so
2: I had to have seen this when I was a kid because I had like this was where I got a crush on David Crumholtz. Yeah. Oh my god, he's
0: crushable. so handsome. Yeah. He's very crushable, and he would go on to be in uh the Santa Claus as yes. the head elf uh Bernard bernard that's so
2: that was where i got a crush on david Crumble. he was he was very crushable (laughs) in the
0: santa claus as well um and uh more recently he's just done a lot of tv stuff yeah so uh
1: also funny cameo if we're talking about funny cameos his parents are actually played by the director and i think Mm -hmm. somebody else on the production team it's kind of a cute little like um let's see Julie Halston, what did she do in this? Barry Sonnenfeld and Julie Halston as the parents of Joel Glick, who are awful. Like, they're terrible, horrible. Oh, they're you know,
2: wonderful. Just, like, they're great. She's just, like, <laughs> obsessed with his, like, you know. His allergies. Uh, right. Yeah, they're the helicopter
0: they held- parents of the 90s. They're yeah. just like, oh, yeah. he's, like, allergic to everything. There's a scene where uh, where he he's talking to Wednesday, and it's just, like, because they sort of develop this kind of sort of cr- mutual crush thing um yeah the bond and, uh, the bond
2: between the two bond. people who walk the mile right oh, <laughs> oh yeah
0: and uh, he's talking about like oh i'm allergic to this and that and then he's like do you know what happens if my mom uses fabric softener and she's like no and he's just like i die
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so good the line read is so good it's incredible it's this, like Really cute silhouette on a dock, and then mm-hmm. she just kind of, like, scoots closer to him after that. I am not a fan of, like, kid, you know, like, kid sure. romance storylines yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But this, like, this this works for me. They're so cute. And it is not just, like, that beautiful. It is the bond of two people who walk the mile. It's, like, mm. it's yeah. that. Yeah. It's the, uh, where's that? That fucking meme um, of, the like, the dog's and one of them is the only out gay kid, and one of them is girl who wears to school. Oh my God, yes. School.
1: It's that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is, it is, it is that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I... There's also that great bit where uh, uh, Morticia's talking about how Wednesday's at that age where she only has one thing on her mind, uh, and someone's like, oh, <laughs> boys? And she's just like, Morticia's like, homicide. <laughs>
2: Uh, That's one of the ones where it does feel like I'm I am looking at a like a, just yeah. a perfect Chaz Adams like one panel comic, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Where there's just like a great line and you can like see it. Did you ever like read any of those? I guess they aren't super available. There was a uh like a goth store. I think it still exists. It's on Melrose. It's called oh. Necromance, and um they sell just like shit that the Adams family would have in their house. Uh, Like there's there's one side that's jewelry and books and the other side is all taxidermy um, and like animal bones. But they have like a section in the back that's just like pieces, like pages of books and stuff. So they Mm -hmm. and they had a bunch of like Chaz Adams comics that were just kind of loose. You could buy for like a couple dollars. um, Oh my God. Which would often be what I could afford at a at Necromance, So I like, and they would, I don't know. There, there have been times where I was just like able to, uh, um, they just would let me like look through all of them, but I got really into them. And then I learned all this stuff about Chaz Adams, who was the guy who did the comic that Mm -hmm. the original TV show was based off of weird fucking guy, but especially (laughs) weird in terms of this movie, because Uh like his whole deal was that, First of all, he married two women, both named Barbara. Okay.
1: okay. <laughs> the first
2: Barbara okay. was the model for Morticia Adams. Oh, my God. The second Barbara maybe tried to kill him for his money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> so, in Adam's family values, we do have both Barbaras represented <laughs> by Angelica Houston as Morticia as Barbara 1. Joan Cusack as Deb, Barbara too. Wow. Uh, There was like somebody, yeah, I guess uh, she bought a life insurance policy on him and like, it was very suspicious looking and... Someone interviewed about it. I think like an insurance person interviewed about it said like, yeah, it really reminded me of that movie double indemnity. Have you seen that? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That marriage did not last. Um, wow. but yeah, that was the, and she was like the, she was his wife. Like when the Adams family TV show was on. Um, and she was very, very, very involved in that.
0: Huh? Oh my God. Yeah. He was, uh, he was, uh, something of a, a player, I believe. Um, oh, he was seen out with Greta Garbo, Joan Fontaine <gasps> and uh, Jackie Kennedy. Oh, my God. Yeah.
2: Which is so like specifically like M- mm-hmm,
1: mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what he was. I in guess to. like how
2: old was he? Oh, okay, he was born in 1912. So they weren't actually older than him. But
1: They're also old old. Morticia is the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate milf. Oh, yeah. Like nobody has ever been more but milf than Morticia Adams like she is she's so hot and her husband is so hot for her and Mm -hmm. I just have to say I just want to briefly mention this Um, there is a really great date scene uh, for Fester and also uh, Morticia and Gomez of course have their date as well Mm -hmm. and we've already said that they are the only good heterosexual couple which is true Um, But it's also, like, really incredible because the way they deal with jealousy, the only time jealousy ever even comes up is while they are doing a hot, sexy dance in their weird cavern restaurant and, you know, say a man looks at Morticia. Well, the way Gomez deals with his jealousy is to just dance even harder and dance so hard, in fact, that Morticia, you know, literally lights up fire on the floor. And the way that, you know, when a lady, when uh, Gomez lights a cigarette for a lady, the way she deals— with her uh, jealousy is to make him do flips on the floor. They're just like, they do acrobatic <laughs> dance moves when jealous and that's like such a healthy way for them to express that. They're, they're so into, you know, their own beautiful little kinks with literal ball and chains. Like it's just so beautiful. And I just have to say like truly, truly an idyllic couple uh, in every way.
2: They would be insufferable if you did have to be around them. Mm. Um, in real or if they were, were your parents. No, if that. they were or your if parents, they were your parents,
1: that would be hard.
2: Yeah. M- yeah, possibly, yeah. probably.
1: Yeah. I get Wednesday's whole thing. I get why it would be hard to be Wednesday Adams. Pugsley is maybe Pugsley not just quite
2: aware. Rolling with it, maybe Pugsley is. I'm, I'm actually. I'm looking at this meme, and I maybe think that Pugsley is the Cookie Monster PJ's girl.
1: You think so? And Wednesday's <laughs> the freak goth.
0: Uh-huh. Oh my
1: god! Yeah.
0: That yeah. might be it. That might be it.
1: Okay. Okay. That might. Well, because I mean, like he's quiet.
2: He's violent.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He has. Do you think maybe he's that... the only out gay guy though? Who? Pugsley? Pugsley. Yeah. Pugsley's. He could be. I feel like. I feel like shooting a bald eagle with a bow and arrow is the cookie. Is a cookie monster PJ? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a good
1: point. Good point. Good point.
0: Um. Yeah. So they're off at camp. Uh, they're, they're sort of being, their spirits are being crushed by, uh, by the camp counselors. And meanwhile, uh, Debbie is, uh, trying to kill Fester, um, (laughs) like by throwing a boombox into the bathtub. Great. Uh, pretty great. Um, they, uh, we get oh my god okay all of the scenes where christopher lloyd is like dressed up in like the clothes that debbie has picked up for him
1: because they've gotten married at this point
0: because they they were now married are fucking incredible like this the way that i mean <laughs> fester it doesn't have a neck basically um and like he looks more normal in like his weird robes that he wears all the time but then when he's wearing these like white suits and has this like fake way <laughs> like this like weird like wig. Well, it's on? supposed to be hair plugs, right? I guess. Yeah. Because she
2: mentions a scab.
0: Yeah. And that's yeah. why it's
2: itchy, which is a nightmare. Yeah.
0: But, <laughs>
2: but yeah, he's like, he just has this lumbering, like, I guess that the body they give Christopher Lloyd, first of all, <laughs> mm-hmm. is like just to make him look this, like, this kind of barrel
0: man. Pretty
1: <laughs> um, Michelin man esque, I would say. But there's like, there's no, it's just kind of like a, it's just, he's just, just, kind of he's just wearing lump.
0: a barrel underneath his robe. Like, yeah. It's
1: not a human <laughs> no.
0: body shape. It's just like, he's just, yeah, a <laughs> cask of a man.
2: Yeah, cask of a man. So, so when, they, when she puts him in this, like, white, these, like, pastels, see, yeah. this kind of, like, with, like, a a turtleneck, he just it becomes even, and it has, uh, it has shoulder pads, so he just becomes even wider. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. It just... And his like physical comedy stuff is so good, amazing. That like just him walking in it is exquisite. Like as a lumbering, as like a round lumbering goth or pseudo goth. Like I'm a big (laughs) fan, and like yeah, I I just really there's something wonderful about him in those stupid outfits. And like that the mansion they move into. So like Deb. Fails to kill him because she tries to electrocute him. And as we all know, Uncle Fester loves being electrocuted. Um, it's his whole mm-hmm. shtick from, you know, back in the TV days. The only thing I knew about Uncle Fester when I was a kid was he was the light bulb mouth guy. So. <laughs> um, but they move into this horrifying mansion and like the set design and the art direction in there is so good. It's so ugly. And I feel like I'm having another like Death Becomes Her moment where I'm just like.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
2: about a really no, just like hideous that. like nouveau riche. Yeah. yeah, it is like that. Like the, the they have the, the same fucking ugly green marble. Yeah. Uh. Oh, my God. That's in the hospital in Death Becomes Her is in is like the pillars in the, uh, the really, really, really ugly mansion that they move into. But like wow. the kitchen, I don't know if you noticed the like wood carved uh, giant built-in fridges (laughs) nightmarish like (laughs) uh, other than the other than the stuff at camp that kitchen is the scariest thing in this movie
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so good pitch perfect uh we have we also have extra conflict here because uh fester leaving and being married to debbie because he's in a, a form of of like sexual like subservience to her because he's he, in order to get laid he had oh, to promise yeah. not to see his family anymore
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's he so horny the
1: baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah pubert gets sick uh, which means uh that he looks like a, a you know like a blonde blue-eyed chubby baby and Gomez gets uh, sick, too. He gets, like, depressed and is in bed, just, like, dying because he can't see his brother.
1: And Morticia has a scene with the baby where she reads from the cat in the hat oh as if God. it was the most mournful thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Grandmama has a great bit, too, uh, at that part when Morticia's just like, my baby is sick. My husband is dying what am I going to do, mama? And she's just like, well, you've already got a black dress.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good.
0: Uh, meanwhile at camp, Wednesday is cast as Pocahontas in Gary's Thanksgiving play uh, in which <laughs> the he wants the pilgrims and the natives to just sort of vibe <laughs> together and... Uh, just sort of be friends in a revisionist vision of history that never happened. Uh, But the, uh, the play is turned upside down by, uh, because Wednesday was, uh, it was all a farce. It was a, it was a, she only accepts
1: the role in order to subvert this terrible racist play. Yeah.
0: And uh, she gives this kind of speech about just like, Uh, as Pocahontas as of just like, Oh, you, your people have like, just like enslaved and and murdered my friends and family. And now you will be punished. And just, yes. um, They basically turn that into the destruction of the entire camp um, by just setting stuff on fire. And I did miss the part where uh, Pugsley sings a song as a Turkey Yes, about how maybe. he wants to be eaten.
2: <laughs> God. Did you ever, like, have to, did you, like, okay, I do feel like, actually, this part was very true to my childhood yes. life. Mm-hmm, yes. um, and that I was constantly having to do these weird skits and plays that were, like, some deranged person had written. Right. <laughs> and were nightmares.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, does, am I alone in this or did you you have any specific, do you have any specific memories of weird ones? Cause like, this was one thing where I watched like, oh no, I have to ask Danielle and Merritt about like the weirdest shit they ever had to act as, as children. This feels like,
0: this is a thing that I always saw and see on TV and in movies, like kids plays. I feel like we never really did this when I was a kid. (sighs) Is it not a Canada thing? Maybe not. It's,
1: it's a more humane way to live. I had to be in so many Christian plays, me, me. I had to be in so many like fucking like religious, weird, early nineties plays that were this bad, almost certainly, but they were about Jesus. Like I had to be angel number three once in the Christmas play that was about Jesus's birth. And my God, I probably know half the song lyrics still. There are like 12 songs in that fucking thing and we had to sing all of them. And I had to be an angel and I had to wear white socks, which I thought was kind of gross because I didn't really wear white socks, but I had to wear white socks that year to do that fucking thing. And so many other traumatizing, horrible plays that I had to be in through my entire grade school life. It was it was like every other week we had to do something like that. Fuck, it was a that's lot. a lot. Christian, Christian school kids have to do a whole lot of singing and acting and talking about Jesus. That is a lot of what we do in Catholic school. Mm. This did
2: bring me back to one of mine that I had briefly forgotten about um, that was maybe one of the most, maybe the most cursed thing I've ever been a part of, <laughs> yeah. um, which was when my Hebrew school did a uh, a Zionist retelling of The Wizard of Oz. Oh, <laughs> oh
1: my God. Okay.
2: Yeah. All right. It okay. was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> um my performance as olive tree number four though was <laughs> praised uh, by nell carter herself as you really looked like you were trying a <laughs>
0: Wait, <was> that-
2: <laughs> she would like in the nicest way like you were like really like she i did don't think she was a fan of the play um but she did it. She like went to my synagogue and like was very always very very kind to me in the way that y- one is kind to a child that they see is clearly having a bad time. Oh, yeah, no. she was like, "Wait, oh, who, no, but, but really who was like this? I
1: missed, I missed Mel the Carter, name. the oh, the God. actress."
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was, and it really was the same fucking vibe of like all the like popular kids got like name roles and like everybody like, and all that like weirdo outcast kids, like everyone with glasses or who was weird looking or not white got like a uh, a numbered
1: role. Yeah. <laughs> it
0: was this
2: exact shit. Um, Nell Carter's kid was also a tree, oh. a numbered tree. Honestly,
1: like I wish we could have a school teacher on this podcast to just fucking grill them on like, why do you do this to children?
2: Wow. Okay, but my, my actual school, uh, the same year, we did the best thing that any school has ever done, which was uh, a cover of mamba, a version of Mambo no. Number Five, except it was about all the Pokemon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's okay. Good. Yeah, we did it. We yeah. got there. A
2: little bit of Pikachu. A little bit of Pikachu in my life. Wait, did you do that too? No. But oh, I thought, I thought I didn't quite hear what you said. And I thought you said, oh, yeah, we did that, too. I was like, wait, no, that's so cool. And it was the same time period. I'm assuming lots of places did Mambo Number 5 as the Pokemon. Thank you for letting me digress into this, like, trip into our childhoods. But I think it's important when we're talking about a movie totally such related this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an important part of this. Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of this is the director and screenwriter just like being very angry about like people they know. Again, it's like a very, uh, death becomes her vibe of like, you're pissed at like a very specific subsection of people either Mm -hmm. in your life now or who were in your life as kids.
1: Yeah. So hundred percent.
2: This play, the most, like it doesn't all, it's, it was the nineties.
1: It doesn't doesn't all all, land. Yes, that is, it doesn't all land. Only, but like it is real.
2: It is It is very well meaning and it feels like it's really doing its best. And I guess the whole thing, the whole movie was like a uh, like the title of the movie is a dig at Dan Quayle. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. Because Dan Quayle had said something about family values like and the L.A. riots. Yes. Yes. And how the L.A. riots like went against family values. So this was the Adams family values of like. Pro LA riots or something, mm-hmm. like maybe not, but like, no,
0: it's just anti-damn yeah, just anti-damn movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, where were we? Um, we've just had camp, the, 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 the fire has
1: been at the camp, yeah,
0: yeah. So Joel stays behind to like ensure that the camp is destroyed,
1: it's so cute, <laughs>
0: and uh. Then, uh, Wednesday and Pugsley, like, take a van, like, hijack a camp van, um, back home. Uh, Debbie tries to blow up the mansion to kill faster. Uh, he survives because he's, like, unkillable. And then there's this (laughs) great scene where she goes to a bar full of sailors and is singing Macho Man Man with Tony Shaloub. Yep! (laughs) (laughs) Tony Shaloub is there and he's a sailor named Jorge Uh, and he's they're just singing Macho Man like that's what she does that's her like single lady like party like this I I have to be honest like this scene to me was like oh I guess that's just like what you do when you're like if these are the things that you can do you can either like be married and like have a (laughs) partner that you like live with in a house and if you're not doing that and you're this old then you go to a bar full of sailors and sing this song that's sort of like these are the two lifestyles and that's true that's what you can do as a woman yeah and we've all learned that um (laughs) we've all we've all come to terms with that and it's it's fine it's good those are like two the two paths that you can take um but of course yeah fester is not killed and then she pulls a fucking gun on him it's it's huge too like this huge gun and she's wearing this like another off-shoulder dress with a shawl and it's just like a huge great look um
1: yeah this is very Catherine Tremell, actually uh mm. from Basic Instinct like the yes. outfit the mm, vibe yes. it's very like you know Catherine Tremell, kind of showing her true colors a little bit at least that's what I saw and maybe just that's where my brain went but yeah I dug that
0: but uh so, Thing helps Fester escape, but uh, then Debbie kind of catches up to everyone and ties them all up and uh, gives them a slideshow explaining her origin story. Best scene in the movie? <laughs> this is maybe the best scene in the whole movie. My vote. My vote for best scene. It's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> an incredible scene. This is, like, the... This is a better origin story than, like, any supervillain. Yes. Um, yes. Because you know, she was a Barbie. She was a, a ballerina, right? Um, it but is ballerina, did she get right? ballet Barbie? No, she got Malibu
2: Barbie. Malibu oh, Barbie. Her fucking parents
0: didn't care about her at all. Right. So they had to go. Um,
1: First husband <laughs> was a surgeon.
0: <laughs> sorry, Debbie. No new car <laughs> is here. We have to set an example. <laughs> I just, I I, just need to find I can't come to dinner. The Pope has a cold.
2: <laughs> That's so fucking funny to me. Like, the idea, like, oh, it's so good. There are such good lines. Like, and the line, yeah. like Joan Cusack and Angelica Houston in particular, like, their line yes. reads are exquisite.
1: Yeah. Oh, and there's so much sorry. sympathy from the whole family, but especially from Morticia, who is just like. Yeah. It really doing the whole thing and they had had a previous scene with the same kind of vibe and chemistry when they first go to the house where mm-hmm. she's like oh Debbie you know she's kind of saying all the things she likes about her and then she's like but pastels and then, and the, then here but, it's the, but pastels like oh is you so poor dear like it's so right They're just like so good
0: <laughs> so yeah she's uh, she's just does this whole amazing monologue and then just ends with like oh you all took me in and you accepted me but did you love me? I mean, really love me? Like so? I killed. I maimed. I destroyed one innocent life after another. But aren't I a human being? Don't I deserve love and jewelry? Uh, and they're all just like, "Oh my God, you poor thing." Yeah. Um, and yeah, what is the line? It's like, "Debbie, you've uh, you just you you've broken Fester. You've made him into like a sinfering simpering man." All that I could forgive, but pastels. (laughs) Um, And uh, they're all just like, oh, my God, you poor thing. And in the Wikipedia summary, it says they feign sympathy. I think they have real sympathy. that's real real yeah. It's real sympathy. Because they're really
1: kind-hearted people.
0: Yeah, they're like, oh, my God, you were a ballerina. We see this in you. Yeah. And you got a Malibu Barbie. That's just arson is a
2: valid way of expressing those feelings,
0: yeah. Um, and uh, but then pubert is back to normal somehow and uh, does a weird Rube Goldberg machine of <laughs> like <laughs> uh, ends up flipping the wires, and the electricity goes very slowly in the wrong direction and turns in it. Electrocutes her into a pile of ash and credit cards.
1: <laughs> this visual is incredible. It's really, it's really in, in a movie really of good great visuals and like visual gags. This is this is a great, great visual. Very, Truly very iconic. good.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, then we get a few months later and it's pubert's first first birthday. Um, Fester finds a new love interest. Who is uh, Cousin It and Margaret's new nanny, Dementia, which means insanity. And as Fester points out, his name means to rot. And she is also bald. Uh,
1: They're so beautiful. And then, yeah,
0: Joel's still in the picture at the end of the movie because Wednesday's like, oh, Debbie was sloppy. I would have just scared my husband to death. And Joel's just like, R.I.P. Debbie, we'll never forget you. I don't think that's what he sounds. Like. <laughs> no, that's exactly how he sounds. <laughs> he actually yes.
1: kind of does. Yeah, yeah. Daddy is...
0: will never forget you. You, are, <laughs> I'm sorry that your parents got you a Malibu Bobby. I'm a 12 year old <laughs> boy. This is how I sound. <laughs> that's the thing. And so, then well, and
2: that's absolutely it. And then the yeah, thing
0: upsettingly though also dressed like yeah for yeah, like, he dressed like for <laughs> dad. He's, he's spiritually a 50 year old man. <laughs> like, David Krumholtz yeah. was. I think 50 when he was 12. I think maybe yeah. he's like Benjamin buttoning a little bit. So I think he's yes. maybe become more youthful. Um, but yeah, then uh, he's like putting flowers on Debbie's grave. Cause they, they gave her like a grave in the, you know, in the Adams Cause they're family kind. plot. Cause they're kind. Yeah. And then a hand comes out and grabs him, which is, I always thought was her somehow coming back to life, but I guess it's probably just thing. Um,
1: oh, I thought it's Wednesday doing a spell. Because she's scaring him.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, show,
1: to show their crush, to show their, you know, maybe one day they'll be married, and this is, like, her first trick right. on him to scare him to death. Aww.
0: Yeah. That's cute.
1: Their first gaslighting.
2: That's
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. beautiful. <laughs> so healthy. <laughs> oh, gosh. What a film. Oh, oh, sorry. The last note. Now, the first Adams Family ends with a, I think, very fun song however the song over the credits here is not <laughs> is not quite
0: it's woomp uh, there it is but it's yeah. uh Adam's, it's like family, the Adam's family parentheses woomp <laughs> well that that was a hit at the time by tag <laughs> so, team yeah woomp was a oh uh, the,
1: uh, the actual song yeah the actual song woomp yeah, was yeah, a hit yeah, yeah, yeah. in 93
0: yeah, yeah. um so yeah. they were like why not Adam's family. Why not do that?
2: I turned it's, it off before I could really get into that song.
1: Oh, it's I think I
2: made a mistake.
1: It's what you would call an anti-jam, I think. <laughs> 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 like it gets you feeling like a jam might be coming. It's the <laughs> soundtrack, <laughs> soundtrack
0: to this movie jam. <laughs> the soundtrack to this movie is very weird because it's like <laughs> let's yeah. just do Oh, it's like the 90s and everyone's sort of into hip hop and R&B. Um so let's just cover a bunch of funk songs right. as R and B or also RuPaul is on the soundtrack. So
2: yeah, I, I'm feeling really?
0: that. Yeah. Yes. It's very weird. It's a very weird soundtrack. Um, like they have a cover of uh family affair by Sly and the family stone. Yeah. Uh, they have a cover of uh, Isaac Hayes. Do your thing. It's Mm. so strange. Like, it's, like, not what you would expect. Um, But, uh... Yeah,
1: it's like they were gonna go for, like, a fun 60s thing, but they just didn't quite do it right. They're like, it's the
0: 90s now, so we have to update it for the 90s. And that's how you do it in the
1: 90s. The first movie did have a fun... Well, it was definitely, like, a, a, like, pseudo-rap song. It was probably... You know what? I think it was MC fucking hammer. I think it was MC hammer who did the song for the first movie. Um, Uh, I also do want to point out that
0: in the credits, there is a, uh, uh, an entry for the theme song for disgusting crimes. It's just called disgusting crimes theme. (laughs) Uh, because the show where Wednesday I think finds out, that Debbie is, or it's just like on at some point. I don't know if anyone's yeah. even actually watching it. It's just one of those weird things where a TV is on in a room. Um, I think Debbie is. Oh, watching Debbie's, it. Debbie's watching, she's watching, watching it. And yeah,
2: eating candy <laughs> yeah. in bed and learning about her own
1: murders.
0: Right. Right. And the show is <laughs> called we America's we Most Disgusting Unsolved Crimes,
2: which is a great. It's just. It's so good. It's, it's
0: very good. good.
1: It's it's very sick oh. sad world before Daria. Yeah, kind of yeah. It yeah. is very
2: sick sad world. The whole <laughs> it the whole aesthetic like. The whole kind of sense of humor and aesthetic of this is, like, this very uh, transitional 90s thing mm. to me, where it feels like it's, like, you're getting into some of that, like, kind of, like, later Six Ad worldish ish humor. Um, but it's also, like, I don't know, there's such, there's something that's very, like, kind of old-timey about the way, like, the comic, some of the comic timing is, and, like. Mm-hmm. the way the zingers land yeah it's just like really charming and like just very pleasurable to me as a viewer. I don't know I, I feel like I'm not describing it that well but no, like no, you, I, you I did I feel like I don't see that they don't make stuff like this anymore because and it does feel a little dated because of it. but like I do love this kind of timing and this kind of like humor aesthetic I guess
1: it's basically screwball like it's basically a screwball comedy that has Mm. been you know lightly updated in a lot of ways and there is a lot of slapstick in it as well like there's a ton of slapstick especially with the baby and like the stupid you know visual gags and things like that but it really is (gasps) like the cadence is like a 40s screwball comedy in a lot of ways
2: that but the cousin it baby though is one of the cutest like designs I've ever seen oh my god yeah. yeah I want that I want that as a pet. Like, it's so fun. Like, if I, I don't ever want a kid, but if I did have a kid, I would want that kid. <laughs> just covered in hair. Yeah,
1: oh just this, like, I mean, it looks like a Pokemon.
0: <laughs> it does kind of look like, like a Pokemon, really yeah. Does. Or what oh, like Number five
1: with what? You know, like, Aww. I think its name is what, right? Yeah, yeah no, what?
2: its child's name is what?
1: I, speaking of children, I just very briefly wanted to say that the uh, twin babies who played Hubert are, were actually girls, I believe. And maybe that's why they did the It's an Adams. And it was like, we don't need a gender binary That's here. beautiful. Maybe. In the Adams family, you know?
2: I mean, that's what they should just, like, that's, like, if people are like, oh, no, what should we say? How do we do the gender stuff with babies? Just right. call them all Adamses from now on. All goths yeah. from here on out. It's in Adam's. It's beautiful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love this movie. It's just like a very fun, goofy thing that was a delight uh, to revisit, especially after so many years. Mm -hmm. There are very few things like this in my life anymore, things that I really haven't seen since I was a tiny child. Uh, And it, it always makes me very happy when those things are actually good. And I go back to them and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, what a fucking, what a... What a delight. You know, what a nice frosty delight on this, uh, you know, gloomy December day. So
0: I want to I uh, quite enjoyed it. Just add one more thing about the Addams family, Please. which is that I was so obsessed with them as a kid that, like, the first time, I think it was the first time that we went to the States uh, when oh. I was a kid, uh, we bought a box of Addams family cereal
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> because it was the 90s and, like, everything had a cereal.
1: Sure. Um, Oh, yeah. It was just
0: Ralston, which also made Pet Food, was just making a ton of different branded cereals. And um, definitely got the Adams Family cereal. And then I think there was like some kind of weird like holographic like box or like something on the back or I don't know. That was like hung up like a glow in the dark thing that was like hung up in my closet in my room and like really scared me. (laughs) Oh no! <laughs> like every time I saw it, and but I I don't know why I kept it there. But it was just like ah, uh, the Adams family got to have them in my room, even though it's it's scary.
1: What? what did the cereal taste like?
0: Oh, just wheat mulch, you know.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I know all those cereals <laughs> so like were basically or the just same. like yeah.
0: I mean, you could look it up. It's uh people. Okay. Oh yeah, I can't just do that it. with this computer that I'm currently on. <laughs>
1: it's it's just like a
0: (laughs) ambiguous shapes of like just like filth i don't know like a
1: coffin and a bat or something not not,
0: it's like barely recognizable as anything (laughs) Um, yeah but yeah if you want to see people eat cereal from 1991 you can do that on youtube i wouldn't do that but yeah they
1: get very sick very very sick
0: yeah
1: uh but you know what won't make you sick the Adams Family values because it's good. It is. Yeah. That looks like macaroni and cheese. <laughs> it really
2: does. <laughs> it does kind of <laughs> look like mac and cheese. <laughs> Actually, uh,
0: yeah, what it also
1: sure kinda reminds of me of
2: yeah. is um, this is gross. Okay. Content warning for bugs. If you're listening to this uh-huh. and you don't want that. But can I tell you about a gross thing with bugs? Yeah. Yeah, please. Okay. So when I worked at a sex shop, um, We sold a lot of like novelty items, including a story
0: about bugs.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, We sold a lot of like novelty shit for bachelorette parties, especially penis shaped foods, Mm -hmm. uh, including uh, a line of penis shaped pastas. And uh, one of them did get uh, like, like one batch of them were just completely infested. Uh, with worm, like little wormy mealworms, uh, and it did look a lot like this picture of uh, Adam's family cereal. Ooh. It was Fucking one disgusting. of the most disgusting things <laughs> I've ever
1: experienced in my life. <laughs> so yeah, it was so just like a cursed penis pasta, is what yeah, happened. Yeah,
2: like a batch of cursed penis I pastas hate that got.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I
0: hate that. It's like a whole <laughs>
2: like a whole palette of boxes That's, of penis pasta. Oh my God. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> In general, I do think that like if you're gonna buy a pasta, I would go with like a more reputable brand um yeah. than in a novelty company. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, don't buy your no. pasta from a novelty company, please.
2: <laughs> like if you like, want penis shaped pasta, like maybe try homemade.
1: Yeah, honestly, you can cut the shape. It's not hard. It's not yeah. that hard.
2: Honestly, do a lasagna. What you could do yeah. is do make a lasagna and then just cut the penis shape. Yes. You can get, like, the penis um, cookie cutters and just, like, cut out the penis shape and the lasagna. Yeah. Garfield approved. It's perfect. Exactly. It's Garfield's favorite food. Penis-shaped lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> you can even bake it in, like, a penis-shaped baking dish, which they also
1: have. Yeah, of course. Perfect. Problem solved. Problem solved. <laughs> Very easy. Yeah.
2: I'm really glad I, I was able to sneak this, like... Me, too. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the Adams, the Adamses, would love that story. So.
1: They're very body, like, body positive, I think. Like, they're fine with death. They're fine with body stuff. It's all, it's all fine. They're a very accepting people, you know?
2: Oh, the wedding that they have in the family cemetery. Uh, Chaz Adams' third wedding did take place in a pet cemetery. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: I feel
2: like there's, like, I don't know. I don't know how much of this was was churches present how much of it was like deep
0: cuts from the life a of lot Church of it house you've been <laughs> deep cuts right
2: like right? Oh, there's I mean, the
0: too many yeah there's too many similarities uh this was written by yeah. paul rednick who uh god what else did he do because uh he didn't write the first movie uh no it was, i mean, he
2: right. said he did in and out also with our queen joan
1: oh, oh. my god yes
2: and uh, writes a lot of uh, essays in like the New Yorker where he is like, oh, I'm a humorist.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have written like a ton of uh, a ton of films. And
2: I guess it. he is also doing a Broadway musical of The Devil Wears Prada with Elton John.
0: Huh. Huh. Yeah. All right. I don't know
2: how if he's still funny or not.
0: I hope so. We're not sure if he's sure. still funny or not
2: jury's still
0: Uh, up oh yeah we hope uh he oh no wait no no
2: no, oh no No.
0: what what he wrote that movie coastal elites no what's coastal elites no it's a movie that came out in september that's just like (sighs) it was like a remotely shot movie about like rich people like just being like america um but it, it's like supposed to like lampoon like rich liberals but like it it's just ooh. like not f- funny and like it's like a buy those people too and so and it was like yeah bett Midler, sarah paulson uh caitlin Dapper, dan levy sarah, and Issa it was Ray. directed
2: by jay roach yeah
1: sarah paulson how could you
0: so, I think uh people are struggling. People's, yeah. yeah, no, if Jay fucking Roach is doing this, yeah, I mean, my man I did the Austin Powers time. and he made Coastal Elites, yeah, that's it's not even listed in his filmography, dark place.
2: We are, it's not even listed in place. his Wikipedia filmography. Wow, it oh, just wow.
1: stops Maybe after 20 every day. Yeah, he removes it himself every day whenever it goes back in. <laughs> Jay yeah. is
0: like, I can't believe I did this shit. Fuck, fuck, I fucked up so bad. And <laughs> I needed the money. We're not doing I'm AP I'm so for it.
2: sorry, wife Susanna Hoffs from the Bengals, who is my <laughs> wife, apparently, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> and Susanna's oh, my like, wife. I can't believe you did this, Jay. I'm so disappointed in you. I wow. shouldn't have been, I don't know, singing in my room for the months that it took
0: for <laughs> you to make this terrible film
1: <laughs> wow fuck
0: well uh I think that's a good place to wrap um <laughs> it, go to fanbite.com do we forgive Jay
2: Roach or not I
0: some crimes can't be forgiven
2: yeah. Jay Roach call in the show and
0: apologize
2: everyone involved <laughs> in, this show! in coastal
0: elites should have to apologize um
2: I feel like Really? All of them?
0: Everyone involved?
2: Everyone involved?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, there's no... You should have to apologize for having done this movie.
2: Okay, you heard her. If you uh, had anything to do with the movie Coastal Elites, uh, please contact
1: us. And apologize. Podcasts at (laughs)
2: fanbite.com. And, what uh, if we
1: had an apologies podcast? <laughs>
2: <Where> <laughs> oh, people apologize for the apologized. bad things made. I think that would yeah. be get very depressing very quickly.
1: Well, you know. <laughs> On that we'll note. figure
0: that one out. Yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll
2: take that to the podcast chat.
0: Yeah. So uh, go to fanbite.com slash podcast to uh, listen to all of our other shows. Fanbite.casa is our Discord if you want to check that one out. Uh, lots of fun discussions happening in there. We're Fanbyte Media on Twitter. And uh, where can people find you all online?
1: LB, go f- you want to go
0: first? Oh, you can
2: find me on Twitter at Hunk Tears, where I will be retweeting uh, pictures of Joan Cusack and uh, lamenting uh, being a multicellular organism.
0: Mm. Oh,
1: it's tough. It's tough. It uh, is tough. I... I am also being a multicellular organism on Twitter at Danielle R.I. I don't know why I said it like that, but I did. And now we're good. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm at Merit K on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, I am seeing some of these retweets of Debbie Jolinski and uh, loving it. Loving this content. Um, God, the Anne when her hair is all crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So that good. look. It's just... The incredible. ring shot. Oh my God. John Cusack. They just let John Cusack do that.
1: I know. Um, John Cusack, I mean, call in, but could not you to stop apologize. Her?
0: You could her. So we can thank her. you. Yeah, don't call in and we'll apologize to you. <laughs> just for. I <laughs> actually do think like the world owes her an apology yeah. for not respecting yeah. her enough. I think so too. I think you're right. Well, uh,. That'll do it for this one. So until next time. You love to see it. Whee. Bye.